A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we good. I am never good, personally, but, you know... to the best of us (laughs) all right hi i'm sarah this is kat and welcome to books and bevies cool um oh we lied it's a book talk (laughs) (laughs) welcome to not books and bevies welcome to book talk that's why I was confused. I was like, where do I go from here? What are we, what threw me off? We're very, we have like a very specific structure that like we, we don't really follow, but like without that structure, we just get lost. So it's like There's nothing without this vague structure. <laughs> Emphasis on vague, but it's there. Um, yeah. So on this episode of Book Talk, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about Taylor Jenkins Reid, the author of the last book that we read. Um, And just like, yeah, kind of go from there. Probably have some tangents along the way if you're new here. That's just how we roll. Yes. (laughs) This is probably the book talk that I'm like the least prepared for, Um, even though we've talked about doing this one like quite a while ago so well I'm just gonna start it off by saying I had no idea that she only had eight books out really wait seven when did you yeah okay I think (laughs) (laughs) let me just learn to count really quickly um I think the most recent one I'm not 100% sure but based on her website I believe it's coming out soon yeah there is a book currently out I know I sent you a post did I send it through the book Instagram or my personal Instagram I don't remember I don't know I I 80% 80% sure it is not currently out. Um, yes, <laughs> it comes like... out. It comes out August 30th. It's okay. Called... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Soto is back. Okay. So there's only seven books currently out written by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I was surprised because I feel like of 
of seven books having I think two of them are like massively massively popular mm-hmm. maybe even three of them that's so impressive mm-hmm. so I, I was just expecting like a larger number of books published and then I went to her website and I was like oh oh damn so now I really want to read her first book yeah that's true I'm interested to like kind of see like how her writing style has like evolved because I think her writing style is like so distinct from a lot of the other authors that we've read like the two books that we've read by her are both kind of like an interview style format like for the entire book which I haven't read before and I didn't really think I would be into it but she just does it so well and it's like yeah like I I haven't read any books that are like hers which is I guess why she probably got so popular because like not a lot of authors that are doing what she does yeah and like the there's like a review on the very front of the cover on her first book which is called forever interrupted and part of it says a stunning first novel Ooh, which one is it uh forever interrupted okay i like the cover okay well now i want to read them all honestly I feel like she kind of had had like the same effect on me as Olivia Blake a little bit. Like, I think since the podcast has started, Taylor Jenkins read Olivia Blake and then Madeline Miller have all just like really they have me in a chokehold now because I know um, I'm pretty sure Madeline Miller also has a book that will be coming out. I think she's still in the process of writing it. It's not like set yet, but I'm excited for that one too. Uh... Ooh, it says in um, Forever Interrupted, touching and powerful. Reed masterfully grabs hold of the heartstrings and doesn't let go. A stunning first novel. How can you not want to read that after hearing that? Yeah. Also, now I'm just looking at uh, her uh, bio and it says that like Taylor Jenkins Reid is the author of a New York Times bestselling novels. And this has nothing to do with Taylor Jenkins Reid specifically, but I just have a question and wondering if it's just me. Why is every author a New York Times bestselling author? I swear everyone is. is mm-hmm. How is that possible? I don't have the answer for you. Um, okay, but you definitely see that too, right? Where like, I, yeah, no, like okay. across the board, I'm pretty sure just looking at like the books in my room, I could find like at least five. And like, I wonder if it's just like after you sell a certain amount of copies you become become. maybe we should google it (laughs) what qualifies (laughs) a new york times best-selling author oh oh that that was a lower bar than i was expecting (laughs) considering how many people live in new york 
I was thinking not not that low. <laughs> uh, basically, the first Google search says, generally, you must sell at least 5,000 books in one week. Yeah, between 5,000 and 10,000 copies of your book in one week, but the sales cannot be from one entity. They must be distributed. I'm sure that is something that people have like tried to do, like tried to yeah. just buy their own book 5,000 times to get on the New York Times bestseller list. I don't know. I feel like that kind of just lowered the bar for me. Honestly. But a New York Times bestseller. I was hoping it was like a collective and like ranked out of the selling of the books that came out in a certain period of time. The yeah, best selling uh, one. I just assumed like growing up that it was like something like the Oscars, but for books that just like yeah, went on. Like way more prestigious. <laughs> yeah, just like something that went on behind the scenes that wasn't like televised because you wouldn't want to just see a bunch of people reading books and then being like, this was good put it on the list <laughs> oh interesting i would just like to say that i think our podcast is a better um reference of greatness than the new york times bestseller list hot take imagine you start getting like stickers put on books being like sarah and cat like this book <laughs> i was thinking more like books and bevy's bestseller <laughs> or something like I want it not affiliated just like, at all to this podcast. I want it to be personally about my opinion. Or just like BBB, Books and Bevy's bestseller. We could get the letter B tattooed for our matching tattoo. I feel like I'm too academically driven that I would just think of it as like a B. Is that sad? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, I got a B in my English. Ooh, amazing. I know that's not good enough for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> right after I'm like, ooh, a B. No. <laughs> it came out incorrectly. I do not mean a B is bad. I just mean <laughs> I am insane. Congratulations. That is very impressive. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from this. I'm just going to keep talking and hope that we forget what I've said. Um, that was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> a piece of hair touched my leg and I was like, is that a bug? Oh, I hate when that happens. Sometimes that happens to me at work and I just look like an idiot swapping, like smacking myself. Also... Yes, that would look very funny. But you know how, like, most of the time you're like, I'm just being dramatic. Obviously, it's a hair. One time I was in my room and I was like, ah, just a hair falling on my leg. And I'm holding a plate of breakfast. I remember this because this has traumatized me. Um, I was holding a plate of breakfast, about to set it down. So I sit down, gonna put it on my desk. Don't know what I was doing. I was in high school, feel a hair on my leg. I look down. It is not a hair. It is a spider. So big. I've never seen a spider this size in inside. I've seen bigger spiders, but it was like 
It was a big spider. Like a toonie? Yes. Maybe slightly larger. For reference, I am horrified of spiders. Even if it was like the size of a grain of sand, I would freak out a little bit. This is a big spider on my leg holding my breakfast that I have yet to eat. I don't want to scream because I don't want to scare the spider. I don't want to throw my plate down because it's glass. (laughs) So I'm just stuck there paralyzed being like, what do I do? Also, I can't let the spider run away in my room because then I won't sleep in my room because I'm afraid it is nesting and going to come out and hunt me when I fall asleep, which is dramatic. I know. But like I said, terrified of spiders. So I have like. Yeah, I'd like, yeah, maybe like one second. This is thinking on your feet for sure of like pure panic. Um, Gently put my plate down. And then ran out of my room (laughs) with the spider still on me and then proceeded to scream. (laughs) Um, I don't think I was the one to kill it. I think someone in my family member had to kill it because it did come off me. But then I was like chasing it around because I couldn't lose it, obviously. (sighs) Yeah, I'm not sure where I started with that story, (laughs) but here we are. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what? I think we were talking about how unfortunate it was that I got a bee and then somehow we ended up at spiders. Oh, yeah, because I felt a hair on my leg. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, back back to your bee. Did you just find out? No, I found out a while ago. Ooh. I feel like that was fast for like an exam marking. I know. Yeah, it was very fast. That's exciting though. Are you less stressed about taking exams now that you've done it? Um, I'm still, there's one exam that I am stressed for because it's my computer science exam. Um, and it's going to be like written and you have to like write code by hand, which is just going to be a very different thing than like what I've been practicing with my exams because it's like, or not my exams, my, um, assignments because it's like we have this um application that we practice coding in and it like tells you whether or not you're coding correctly so like you just type in your code hit compile and then it'll be like either doesn't work does work if it works then you test it and make sure that it's doing what you like actually want it to do but in the exam i'm just gonna have to go and just write it down and just hope for the best oh that is a little bit scary it's a little stressful so i hope the questions are very easy when is it? Uh, whenever I decide to take it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, amazing. Congratulations on your grade. Thank you. I, I just sound like a dick now when I talk. <laughs> we have to move past this. <laughs> um, so I wonder what Taylor Jenkins Reads grades like. Whoa, grades were like. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. That was me. That was my really bad attempt. <laughs> that was your segue. <laughs> oh no! This oh, is not this is going to be a me. rough recording session. I think. Taylor Jenkins read. Oh, I'm gonna just quickly Google see if I can find some fun facts. <laughs> oh, she worked as a casting assistant. 
for a while. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And she also worked at a high school and she signed her first contract with an agent by 24. Damn. That makes me feel inferior. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive. Ooh. I also obviously have no idea if it's true because very, very little fact checking in this podcast. Um, Apparently all of uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid's books are standalone books of the seven that are out currently, but there are two deliberate connections between some of the novels. So it says that the first character, Mick Riva, who is Evelyn's third husband in The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, uh, and the absent father of the, maybe Riva, I feel like that sounds better, children in Malibu Rising. A little connection there. And then during Daisy Jones, Mick pops up again as a famous singer. I did not pick up on that at all. (laughs) Neither do I. Um, I'm sure no one listening to this podcast is surprised. (laughs) But that's cool. There's no way that wasn't intentional. So nice. (laughs) Then I realized we forgot to do up at the top of the episode. (laughs) What? What are you reading outside of our book oh, yeah. club stuff? Um, Honestly, nothing right now, I don't think. Ooh, that's actually, that is a lie. Jared's mom just uh, got me a book. It's by Lucy Foley. Uh, it's called The Paris Apartment. I, uh, I read another one of Lucy's novels it's called like the guest list and I liked it it was like a mystery novel and I think this one is also a mystery novel I haven't actually started it but I just got it so I will be starting it nice I'm definitely down to read a mystery book what about you reading anything um honestly not really right now besides what we're just reading for the book club episodes um but I did finish seven fallen feathers finally um so I was very really good book um there were definitely like points where it for me got a little dry just because it talks about like history of the country and that's like not my genre of book there was no fairies and battles um so it was very different than what I'm like used to reading but I am very happy that I read it like I think overall I would give it like probably a nine out of ten because even though there were parts that were dry I think the author was like really good at um making Canadian history a little bit more palatable and like easier to read and it was like a really 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 tragic story 
And um, so the book is called Seven Fallen Feathers, which is apparently a painting, a super, super famous painting um, by one of the uh, deceased indigenous children's father. Oh. And yeah, he was like a super, super famous um, painter. And it's a really cool piece of artwork. I really like it. And he, it was really sad. He was like saying that the reason he painted it and called it Seven Fallen Feathers was because he was tired of hearing um, them being called like the like seven dead teenagers and stuff like that. And just like really jarring kind of language that like the media would always use and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, but it was an, an, just such a such a fucking sad and tragic story. And yeah, Thunder Bay, Ontario, definitely. It's like, I think the murder capital of Canada and the hate crime capital of Canada. And like, it is just not a good place to be in the slightest. And that's where my dad's from. So <laughs> good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a super interesting read. And I think obviously also I felt a connection to it just because my dad is from there. So I I, I think it was like extra worthwhile for like me to read it. Nice. I really do have to read that book. I want to. It's such a worthwhile. Whoop, don't mind me as I smack my microphone. It's such a worthwhile read. Um, yeah anything else to say on taylor jenks read not really i just yeah big fan love the style of her writing especially because it is so unique to her um yeah i feel like every time i read well i mean i guess we've only read the two books but um i always like want the characters to be real like i feel like i want to like know more about these characters and because they're all like like singers or actors or musicians or whatever it's like I want to like google them and I want to like listen to the songs from Daisy Jones and the Six and like I want to watch Evelyn Hugo's movies and stuff like that but I can't so that's my only issue (laughs) your only issue is that her books are too good And she makes them too real and then they they're not so i just have to accept that fact <laughs> yeah the, the daisy jones and the sixth one definitely threw me off it was the author's note how was i supposed to know it wasn't taylor jenkins read author's note so funny but yeah i'm excited to read um her first novel i think I don't know, something about reading an author's first published novel is so fun because you can see how different or or even how similar they are to like where they are now. It would be really cool if we read um, her first novel and then when her most recent novel comes out, if we read those two back to back and like see the difference. See the evolution of Taylor Jenkins Reid's writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard really good things about, like, all of her other books in the middle, so. Yeah, and the TV show that's going to come out for... Two! Oh my god, how did I not mention this? Both, um, yeah, both Daisy Jones and the Six and the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo are getting 
TV shows. Oh my goodness. And I'm going to lose my shit. Well, now I know what I'm going to watch. Yeah. I don't know the release dates for these. I don't know anything, but I am so excited. Actually, let me quickly fact check. That kind of sounds like too good to be true. You know? Yep. Daisy Jones and the Six and Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Wow. Well, and Malibu Rising? What? They're all going to turn into television shows? I think so. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, Daisy Jones and the Six for sure. Malibu Rising and the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Taylor Jenkins Reid taking over the television industry as well. Damn. And I'm very confident that it'll be cast well if she was formerly a casting Oh, yeah. Multi-talented. Well, now I'm so excited. Well, now we have to read Malibu Rising, too. (laughs) Well, Taylor Jenkins Reid, you got us. We will read all of your books now. Uh, Well, if you want to follow us on social media, it's at bookbevies on Instagram and Twitter and bookbevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. And subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't already. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.